Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. It's been a while. I uh, hope you guys remember me. I'm Scott Tatoon. I'm your host. Uh, joining me, Matt Luzadder. You remember him. He's been on the show several times. I figured I'd have you come back in. Welcome back. Thank you very much, Scott. Pleasure to be here. Uh, of course. We're going to talk to uh, we'll talk to a couple startup companies who are going to pitch live on the back half of the show, the Startup Showcase half of the show. One, for those of you who are into the day drinking Saturday, as I know I am, and I'm sure Matt to some degree is. Yeah, you know, you got to be a responsible parent, but at the same time, you got to have some take the edge off. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm not a parent, so I'm just irresponsible all around. Uh, so we're going to talk to the founder of Altaneve, uh, Prosecco, which is outselling champagne uh, for the first time, I think, ever in the history of that that little dichotomy uh, last year and on pace to do again this year. Uh, and he claims to have the finest. Altaneve is the finest Prosecco that exists. So we're going to learn a little bit about why that might be and then invest in him if we so choose. And Boone VR is also going to be pitching uh, Redima pitched on our stage along with David from Altaneve uh, at the Startup Showcase in February, and it's a reality uh, reality headset essentially for medical residents to learn uh, surgical procedures and tactics and so on. And uh, she did a unbelievable, not that David didn't, but she did an unbelievable pitch at the showcase. And we had a, just randomly a bunch of medical students at the showcase. I don't know how or why that happened, uh, but there was a lot of people who were asking her questions. So it's kind of cool. Your reach is extending. I don't, I'm, we just had a, a workshop event on Thursday and there was a bunch of people I've never seen in my life. And I was like, how did you find out about this? And like, Oh, someone in our, in our office building was doing something and said, there's free lunch somewhere. <laughs> I'm like, you Nothing know what? That's get good. People in like free lunch. I was like, I'll take it. That's fine. You came here for the food. Whatever. It's all good. Did you stay and listen? I'm like, yeah, we actually had a nice time. I was like, all right, cool. Well, you know, keep coming back. We'll keep feeding you. Uh, there are other things that we want to talk about, Matt. You are a lawyer, so I'm going to give you this opportunity to uh, make sure you remind everyone that your advice given right now is not to be considered. This is entertainment. This is pure, pure entertainment. It could be debated as to whether it's entertaining, but it's entertainment by design. By design. This is not designed to be legal advice. <laughs> okay. With that said, we're going to get into a little bit of the Facebook conversation. Uh, and for those of you who noticed, uh, obviously, the Cambridge Analytics. Is it analytical? Analytica? Analytica. Analytica. Cambridge Analytica. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that after the break. But what I want to talk about first is just how quickly things are unraveling. Because this has been going on for a while. And all of a sudden, in one fell swoop, everybody knows about it and talking about it to the point where Elon Musk has deactivated his. He's deleted his page. Uh, Tesla's page and SpaceX page from uh, from Facebook, which is just that's a pretty pretty big move. I feel like it is. It's almost as a big of a move as you know blowing up a Facebook satellite when your uh, rocket doesn't launch. I'm surprised he hasn't done that. He has done it. Did he? Yeah. He blew up the Facebook. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. He did. Yeah. So now you know it's on purpose. Yeah, maybe. Probably. So this gonna... is entertainment. Remember, we can say whatever we want. It's, right. It's just radio. Well, I mean, this all uh, started with the founder of Snapchat deleting yes. his. Yes. And I mean that look. one I get though. Like that one, it's like a direct competitor. Snapchat has always, whether it's true or not, Snapchat has always ridden on the side of like, we are your privacy friend. We delete everything, blah, blah, blah. It's 24 hours, whatever. Although it turns out that maybe that's not the case. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing is, too, is didn't, I think Facebook bought Snapchat, didn't they? No. No. WhatsApp. Could be. You're, WhatsApp. Oh, you're talking about WhatsApp. Yeah. WhatsApp. That's the guy who said no bueno okay i was gonna say like is evan spiegel like that doesn't surprise me that he would be on whatsapp is what you're talking about yes they bought whatsapp for like something a lot 40 billion some crazy number it was yeah. a lot of billions uh which was a whatsapp for those of you who are listening don't understand what that is the kids probably get it but those who are listening are a little older than that when you use facebook messenger that's essentially a whatsapp so uh yeah i mean when that guy tells you not to use the person who gave him a lot of money that makes you feel a little bit i don't know weird 
You know, I, I, I'm going to guess they're not friends on Facebook anymore. Well, no, because he doesn't have a page, so they can't be. <laughs> he's not friends anymore. I, my guess is he's not friends in reality anymore, although do we any do any of us have friends in reality anymore? Uh, as a Kind of as a joking aside before we cut to the break here, uh, Amy was talking about this on the show before, how... Facebook has gotten to this point where like all it is is the same like little doggy picture of your friend like you don't ever get to like see anything new. I feel like I right. just, I'm getting the same thing again and again and again. You know me personally, I'm trying to use LinkedIn a little bit more. Me than, too. Than than Facebook, I'm like I want stuff that's actually useful to me. And, yes. You know, friends posting scholarly articles. You know, which is what's going on in their in their professional lives. That's great. You know, I'm, I'm friends with people in real life, and I know yeah. what their kids are doing and what their kids look like. So I'm I find myself actually getting more value out of LinkedIn. See, I really like the fact that Facebook and and Instagram, all the people I know with tons of kids, put all their stuff on there, and then I know that that isolates it, so I don't have to see anymore. So if I, if I just get them all to put their stuff on Instagram, then I get out of Instagram, then I'm free. I'm home free. Uh, but no, I'm I'm on the on the LinkedIn bandwagon as well. I was telling my guys that we need to start posting more out of just technory, not just personally. My only concern is that as people shuffle over to, to LinkedIn, that people will start talking in slang and using emojis a little too much on LinkedIn, and then sort of like the the brow drops a little bit, and it's like, oh, man. We'll see, right? If they're we'll just create our own app. It's no big deal. Exactly. Uh, we're going to take a short break here. I am Scott Katoon. That's Matt Luzatter. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720. You are back with the Startup Showcase. I am Scott Katoon. This is Matt Luzatter. Welcome to the studio. Thank you very much, sir. I should probably mic you up, otherwise people can't listen to you. That's all right. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I. We, we're working on trying to find a toilet flushing sound, so that's in case we, you know, go off on a tangent. And I don't like what people say, but just pff, flush them. Yeah. Uh, not to say I would flush you. Uh, we want to get into this conversation a little bit about the Facebook and Cambridge Analytica thing. It's interesting to me. We're talking about this off air. It's a little interesting to me that this is not new. This has been going on for a while, and, and there's different lengths to which it's gone. Uh, it's gone. And I don't mean just Cambridge Analytica, but Mark Zuckerberg and Facebook's sort of. Um, jovial behave like the way that they took lack of respect for data and people's information were using it for whatever they needed to at the time and whether it was marketing and they had the stuff where they were trying to create a marketplace and face like it's just always been kind of murky and it's amazing to me right now that everyone's ablaze talking about it and i feel like it's another example of like trump it's another thing where trump just amplifies everything you add his name into a news story right now, and it's going to get coverage. And, you know, look, 2015, the same thing happened. Ted Cruz's campaign, Cambridge Analytica, nobody really took note. But yeah. now they're taking note. I mean, we've got, you know, meddling in U.S. elections via social media. This is this is a hot topic. And it's amazing because you look at Trump. Like, you just said the Trump effect right now. And it's like the Trump effect back in the 90s. You put his name on a building and it tumbled. Yeah. <laughs> It's the exact opposite effect. But the, uh, you know, I think the other thing, big reminder here is that if you're not paying for a product, you are the product. Yes. I just, oh man, I, uh, I'm trying to remember if time it was somebody, a well-respected individual I saw on LinkedIn, speaking of using uh, high value social media, uh, had written a story about the fact that if you're looking for it, if you're not paying for anything and it gets to a certain point of money, like you are the product. Like I, I don't, I don't know how confused you can be, I guess. The, the question there is always like as a person, you're thinking that you will use at least the minimalist amount of protection of my stuff and that it would not be used for such ill will as to sway an election of a president of the United States. That's right. the part. 
I think here, you know, what's coming out is sort of the depth of the information that Facebook has. If you oh, go yeah. into your settings and you look to see if you're using the messaging app, I mean, everything yeah. is stored. There's like there. 50 apps on there. I mean, it's, and it's in your face, too. So, like, when, when they spot you on a camera, in case people are unaware of this, face.com was bought by Facebook, unrelated deal. Uh, and face.com was technology that could identify and link your face on a camera. So security camera, whatever it is, and they're buying information from the, uh, the you know from the credit card companies too. Yeah. So when you're using your credit card to buy a burrito, purchase even habits. If, you know you're not purchasing it through you know Facebook Pay or anything like that, but they they they've got that, so they've got the full profile there. It's you know, a da- I feel like it's just dangerous. Like we're we're at a and well, I mean it was dangerous before, but we're getting to a point now where it's like. You can you have you know so much about me that you can impact everything. You're almost leading my life, not following me anymore. Well, it's sort of Orwellian, right? How it very how, is, how much very much Orwellian? You know, surrender in terms of our privacy in exchange for security and convenience. You know, are you going to keep my stuff safe? You know, monetarily. Yeah. Um. You know, so you know it's me that's actually buying that burrito with my my credit. Which card. is a whole other thing. We had uh, the founder, Chicago-based keeper, uh, Darren Guccione, on on my show. Uh, who, and by the way is related to Bob Guccione. Uh, Guccione. I uh, won't get into his background and history if you're familiar with Bob Guccione. Uh, but anyway, Darren uh, is the founder of Keeper here in Chicago, and he was telling about the story with Equifax and all the rest of them. That in reality, in the, in the military breach, and then also Sony was another example of this, where you think, you're thinking it's like high-level hackers, Russian hackers, like the, like the highest, highest level. It wasn't. It was some idiot who used the same password, you know, like Spaceballs, one, two, three, four, five. Same passcode that he uses at home. He took work from out of Equifax and brought home. And that was that was it. The person who breached it was like, had to have been the luckiest day in their life. They thought they were breaching one random person. Boom. Yeah. Millions of files. And it's amazing how, how easy it is. I didn't realize it. And to brute force a password. Like Sweet. just run through combinations numbers and you know letters and, and, and until you get it i mean because our, our computing processing power is is increasing well yeah you know what 60 percent every year and, and, and that and he talked about that as well it's the fact that like they have these sort of shot lists of stuff where like they just keep popping them in one after another another like what are the most common you know most common things then paired with what are the most common you know your kid's name plus this plus you know it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's and trouble. I think, you know, the second thing that we're, we're sort of swapping our personal information for is convenience. Yeah. You know, do I, you know, I want ads customized to me. And if you've noticed, Facebook ads have gotten a whole lot better in terms of following me around the internet. It's kind of creepy. Oh, yeah. There, there, I mean, there are times I joke about the fact that, like, like uh, my fiance Jen was looking at stuff, not on my computer, not signed into my stuff, on her own computer. And I started getting ads for stuff that she was looking for. I, I haven't looked at any of it. She wasn't even on my computer. Like, that's how we are friends. We have a lot of mutual interests on Facebook, and therefore, she's searching at the same time I'm on. It was that quick that I was getting Facebook ads for stuff that she was looking for. And in fact, that stuff was jewelry cleaner. <laughs> As it turns out, she sent me pictures of her cleaning her jewelry, and I'm just bringing up the story now. That's where that started. Well, she's got a nice new piece of jewelry to clean. Yes, she does. I got the bill for that the other day, actually. So yeah, she has a, she's got a wonderful piece of jewelry to clean. Uh, no, and we're, we're like making light of this a little bit to keep it kind of lighthearted, but it's a serious thing, and the security is one thing, and, and the use of this information is entirely another. Uh, using this to sway people to buy things. I feel like that's expected a little bit. It's like, okay, you're using me, like I am the product. Okay, fine. So you're going to like use me to sell stuff. Great. Using it to allow foreign governments to sway how we do things, uh, not okay. Right. I mean, I think you get to a, you know, a nefarious level very quickly yeah. with the use of that data. And I mean, this is, this is serious stuff here. 
Somebody's going to go to jail for a real long time, I think, in the end of all, at the end of end of end of end of all of this, there's going to be some serious things. And I think what it highlights here is that Facebook, even though they, you, you can have all the policies in the world. Yeah. Right? We, we see this all, all the time in the legal community. Policies, programs, if there's no way to follow up on them, if there's no way to make sure that those app developers that you're giving access to that data are actually using it for the intended purposes, yeah. you know, you've got a problem there. And that's what's happened here. They found a loophole in the app and started to just you know, pull through the yep. survey takers, friends, families, profile information. You know, it's, it's uh, the other part of this that I think scares me more than all of this. Like this is going even deeper into this. Facebook, let's just say that they are the leading world expert in connectivity and in sort of uh, everything that is digital experience, everything that is, is collecting and farming data. They, they have the most of it. So I'm going to go ahead and call them the expert on the tech side. Mark Zuckerberg has proven to be, a genius and knows as much as a person could possibly know. Um, and yet they're breached and they're hacked and there's nothing they can do to, to stop it. This is a guy like this to, to give people understanding. This is a multi, 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 multi billion dollar person and company with maybe the largest single influence of any company in the world. And it took him three days to compose himself to come out and say something. And then he did and said nothing because they had nothing to say. Right, it was a it was a promise, you know, that we'll do better. We'll do better, and you're you're getting beat, and 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 your security is being breached and used. And I don't believe that he was. I, I think he voted for for Hillary. I don't or or wrote his, his own name and probably. But bottom line is like, I don't think he purposely would have wanted this to happen. I don't think this was the intention. Maybe it was. If it was, that's a big problem. But he he and that company could not protect themselves from themselves. Well, you're that big. You've got a lot of different doors that people can take that data out of. Yeah, that's true. And when you're when you're opening yourself up to these app developers to access that data to you know put a put a survey out there on on Facebook because you know all you the more reason know, to get away know. from hard currency and into digital currency, right, man? Well, they're talking about digitizing everyone's uh, online profile so they can control it. You know, using the using the blockchain yeah. to. I was listening to uh, uh, Blockchain Revolution uh, on 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 Audible the other day, and it's going through all the different things the blockchain can be used for. Some stuff it can be used for. Some things I think are a little bit of a stretch there. But one of the things was is your personal identity online. Well, we will get back into that stuff. We're going to do our startup showcase when we come back. But with that said, we've got to take one more break. I'm Scott Catoon. That's Matt Lozada. This is WGN Radio AM 720. Welcome back to the startup showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon. You've got Matthew Lozada here joining us. And we were going to have Redima from Boon VR on first, but she is uh, not on the phone yet. So we're going to go with David from Altaneve and talk about Prosecco, which, to be totally honest with you, I don't mind talking about booze earlier than later. So that works out just as fine yeah. for me. Um, it's afternoon. It's afternoon, right? David, we got you here? Yes, certainly do. Awesome. Are, are you are you enjoying a glass of of your Altaneve right now? I am not, but I am sharing a double Magnum uh, bottle with some friends later for a birthday party, so it should be fun. There you go. And you know, just curiously, before we even get into the pitch and everything, is there? Uh, are you? Can I buy Altaneve in Chicago yet, or where where are you? Where are you? Where can I get you? I'm currently looking for a distributor in Chicago. So if you know one, please let me know. Um, you can purchase in Chicago. I have many friends who do that live in Chicago. You can buy it online. Okay, so it's a buy online deal. And then are you it's are, available in stores all over New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut? 
currently. Okay, so we can just stuff our suitcases with it when we get when we're on our way back from New York. <laughs> I don't know if that's legal or not, but we're gonna on an airplane. No, no, Does it work? Can, you can buy it online, and shipping isn't much. Okay, not bad. All right. Well, with that said, I want to go ahead and give you uh, about three to five minutes here to give us your pitch on Altaneve. I want to know for the audience listening. I want to know why you got into this. I want to know how Altaneve is better than the rest, and I want to know how do we invest in you if we can invest in you. Certainly. Well. I got into this. My family made wine in Italy for over 10 generations. My father got out of it uh, he, to become an engineer, which is a very prestigious profession in Italy. I followed him. And then after an engineering, management, consulting, finance, technology career, I did my MBA at Columbia and decided I want to do something I love that I'm passionate about. And I started the wine company for the wine that I love the most. And I make Prosecco now for seven years. I I make the highest quality Prosecco produced in the world today. It has the highest quality, the highest DOCG certification rated at the top of its class. And you simply can't find a better quality anywhere in the world. We we're lucky. The Wall Street Journal wrote that we make the best Prosecco in the world. And I, I'm very proud of that. Um, so, David, could you tell us a little bit about the Prosecco market? I mean, how is Prosecco positioned in terms of champagne? Certainly, definitely. Well, uh, Prosecco and Champagne are both sparkling wines. In general, Prosecco's, the average price of Prosecco is generally under $12 a bottle. And other than my brand, most of the top-end Proseccos, or top-end, usually middle- and low-end Proseccos come to the United States, top out at around $17, $18 a bottle. Champagnes generally start at a shelf price in a store at about $40, $45 a bottle. So are you saying that you're trying to target that market there in the middle? I'm trying to target the $20 difference between Prosecco and Champagne with the highest quality possible, uh, wines that are micro-production, all-natural, sustainable, vegan, low-sulfite, low-sugar, the kind of wines that won't give you a headache. I was going to say, that's my favorite part. When you drink them. <laughs> Yeah, that did stand out to me. I was like, you know, low sulfite. I don't know. I you know, I don't know how you get a, a lower lower sulfite content. Maybe maybe you could share that with me. But uh, I, I I haven't had a chance to, uh, to to test drive it yet. But uh, when we go to New York next, or we can do shipping. It's the thing that gives you the, it's the thing that gives you the headache in uh, in wines generally, uh, sugar and high and tannins and high sulfites. And in general, my wines have about a half or less the sulfites of any Prosecco you ever drank if you didn't drink my wine. And champagnes generally have triple the amount of sulfites as my wine. You add sulfites happen naturally in the production of wines, and then um, producers add more sulfites because it extends the life of the wine in the bottle. And funny enough, they add still more because it hides the taste of poor grape quality. That I did not know. That's a, uh, that they actually doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, generally, they, they, they pawn off the, the lower quality wines in the United States because the U.S. producers or importers are generally looking for a cheaper price than the Europeans are willing to pay. 
So let's talk about that cheaper price because I mean my my perception of prosecco has always been that's sort of the you know the the, the cheaper cousin to champagne. It's what I'm going to put in with some some orange juice if I'm having a you know a brunch drink or something. Do you think that in in terms of marketing your you know Altaneve that you're going to need to do a little bit of consumer education to boost the 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 reputation of prosecco I, overall? Since we launched uh, five years ago, I've done hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in consumer education because it you're right it is incorrect in uh, or it is uh, generally thought of that prosecco is a cheaper champagne funny enough prosecco outdates champagne by about uh 800 years <laughs> prosecco is around uh in 200 bc empress livia augusta's favorite wine was prosecco and it's been the wine of venetian and uh Triestino royalty for the last 2,000 years. That'd be a cheap endorsement, because so, I don't think Olivia Augustus is around anymore. Right? The, 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 the rights are definitely expired by now. You, yeah. can, you can absolutely put her, her, her likeness on the bottom. The, 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 the choice of empresses. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yes, it, it's actually made in a way, manner than champagne, and it's made with um, both wines do a primary and a secondary fermentation and very short. The champagne is done in the bottle, which is much more time-consuming, and the Prosecco is done in a large container, so we can make six, eight, ten thousand bottles at a time. The beauty of that is the wine has less yeast in it. The other thing is the wine is, it has a cleaner, crisper, fresher taste to it. Very cool. The you know, other thing that stands out in this is you've got Prosecco, if, if it is viewed as the, the lesser cousin um, maybe that is the case, as you mentioned before, because it's the poorer quality grapes that are being used, American grapes, and you've got a, a premium quality product. How do you position Prosecco, your El Teneve Prosecco, uh, as that premium? If people are just naturally inclined to think of Prosecco as the lower cousin and then their champagne, how do you carve out your own area in between the two where you're like, it's like Prosecco plus it's, it's better. It's the it, top. It group. sure is. We've gotten a lot of press, um, from the Wall Street Journal, Forbes Magazine, Market Watch, um, even the New York Times wrote a little thing on us. You've got um, a ton of media coverage. I've seen blogs it. for Wine Spectator. So we've gotten a lot of press, but that doesn't really make make it. Funny enough, in the United States, it's the marketing and the price positioning, and because our bottles are more expensive than the run of the mill Prosecco. Generally, people tend to gravitate towards more expensive if they want a better product. Yep. But what we've done is we've done a lot of staff training, both at stores and at restaurants, the high-end restaurants that carry our wines, and they find that it's very easy to sell our wine when the consumer knows that they won't get a headache, that it's all natural, that it's vegan, that it's made, it tastes better so than the others. We- uh, we got so we have to wrap uh, this conversation, put a cork in it, as they say. Uh, but uh, what I would like to do is make sure that people know where to invest in this co- uh, in this in this product. Where is your invest? Like, where do people go right now to invest? I am currently using the Republic.co platform. They're fantastic. You can go to the altaneve.com website, a l t a n e v e dot com website. It's right there on the front of the page, or you can go to the Republic.co slash altaneve website you can look at the campaigns at the republic website very cool thank you dude i even love the way you say altaneve can you say that one more time for us altaneve altaneve perfect david thank you so much for taking the time thank you 
Cheers. Absolutely. Of course. Cheers. Uh, we're going to take one more break. We'll come back hopefully with our next, uh, with our next pitch. And then uh, Matt and I'll wrap things up. I'm Scott Catoon, Matt Luzatter, WGN Radio, AM 720. Welcome back to the Startup Showcase. I'm your host, Scott Catoon, joined here, Matthew Luzatter. We've had a pretty sweet show, I feel like. We talked about booze, which is great, with Prosecco and David. Which Alter is sweet. You know, it can be a little sweet. It can be sweet. It can be sour. It can be all kinds of things. Uh, we also did uh, talk about Facebook and how that's a scam. And uh, we talked about <laughs> Elon Musk and how he's awesome and he pulled all of his pages down. If I didn't have this show, I think I'd pull my pages down, too. That almost sounded inappropriate. I pulled my pages down. Uh, at any rate, uh, it's been an interesting show in general, and we were supposed to have uh, Boone VR. I'm not sure she's having some technical difficulty or what the deal is, uh, but she is not able to call in right now. So uh, we shared it on our Facebook page, at Technori. If you want to connect with us, you can follow us at Twitter, or sorry, follow us on Twitter and Facebook, at Technori, or me, at Katoon, uh, and you'll be able to see not only the page for Altaneve, uh, but also Boone VR, who will try to reschedule and get him on the next show, which is next week. Uh, I've been gone for like a month, but I, I am back back-to-back weeks, believe it or not. Uh, Matt will probably not be there back-to-back weeks, but... You never know. You, you just never know. We're going out to dinner that night. I mean, maybe, maybe might as well just pop up on the show. Um, at any rate, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the Altaneve, because um, David pitched on our stage. I felt like... He has he ha, he he did a much better job on this show than he than when he was on stage with the one piece of and you brought it out actually the differentiation because if people naturally are inclined to believe prosecco is the cheaper filler version of champagne charging a higher price will not have the same mental impact on shopping behavior as he is alluding to, which is that you tend to skew higher price because you're wanting the better quality. If you're going to buy Prosecco because you're trying to avoid the higher price because you don't want champagne because you're mixing with orange juice, that is a, a big fundamental issue. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the first thing that sort of stood out to me here yep. is, you know, where, where that challenge is going to be. Now, you know, is is there a market there? I mean, I think there is. I, I, think I 100% there is. think there's a market Because um, there. there is a big gap between sort of your, your Tattinger, your, you know, lower end champagne, which is still, you know, 45 a bottle out of, you know, a little yeah. out of reach. If you've got something out there, then you can educate the consumers I, and your sommeliers to say, you know, look, this is, this, this is a better product. Do you think here. that you could... I, and this is man, this is such a branding exercise because it's like on one side, you've got to brand yourself as kind of a semi-exclusive and a higher end, and it's the da da da, it's got the it's like the whole thing. Um, but then you also have like kind of a cheat code in that anyone who was going to buy Andres or something like that, like this is a significantly better alternative, right? Right. I mean, this is the, I'm not showing up with the same, you know. I didn't bring you know, crappy champagne. I bought great Prosecco. Yeah. So I've got to condition you to think that great Prosecco is not equivalent to crappy champagne. It is a better than average champagne tasty thing. It's a different taste, actually, but better than average t- uh, champagne, top of the end Prosecco. It's just a, it's a tough branding exercise. I think so, but I think that you know. I, I, look, I like their packaging. I Me think too, it stands yeah. out. I think the bottle stands out. I think it looks like a more expensive product. Yeah, I like the name. Um, and I, the history of it's good and great media coverage. I mean, that, and he's got great grapes. Like that's the, the one thing, and that's I think that's the one part of like maybe it's maybe a mistake that is being made potentially is trying to fight that fight rather than just hey, say I don't really care what you pay for whatever you buy, Altaneve. Prosecco, it may be, is delicious. Try it. 
you know where the real fights may, may be is finding the right distributors you know, to, uh, yeah. get, to get behind him because I mean he it, it sounds like has been doing a lot of this himself. Yes, I mean this is you know our investment in this. If, if, if we're at the end, end here, we're that's what we're going to do. Um, Did it, you just commit to this? Did we invest? I you know I I think I like this. I like where I, this is. I mean this I'm going to drink after the show, so I'm definitely going to give him my time, <laughs> my money. And I think we're you know you're investing in him. You're <laughs> investing in, in this brand because he has been you know on the East Coast. It sounds like really sort of pounding the pavement to get yeah. that out there. And if he's putting this into you know some more marketing and getting you know a Chicago distributor behind him that's going to push and educate uh, people on this, I mean that's great. That's what he. That's what it's going to take. Yeah, uh, I would love to. I, I mean, honestly, I I like Prosecco. I do. The one issue that he brought up that I have is that I get headaches. Like when I drink too much of it, like champagne or anything else, I do. So if this truly does not give me a headache, I will push Prosecco all over the city. <laughs> So you know the the uh, I, I think that is a that is a selling point. I mean that stood out to me more so than the vegan. I just always assumed that yeah. everything you know if, if it's a wine it's vegan. Um, I, I don't have any butter in it. I'm, I mean I was down at at, uh, at Billy Goat's swallowing a hamburger while I had my vegan prosecco, so it's fine. We're all good. Double but, is better. Double cheeseburger, cheeseburger, double cheeseburger. Yeah, so I think it's you know I think it's he's got an interesting proposition here. I I, I put some, some okay. So it. we're in agreement then. You yeah. will see those of you listening. You can go to our Technori uh, page on Facebook. You will see uh, an investment made in in the very near future in Altaneve. Uh, for those of you who want to go ahead and share um, share that as well as invest in it right along with us, you go to republic.co backslash Altaneve and you can invest. But also you need to register first. So to do that, you go to republic.co. You register by linking your uh, LinkedIn account, Facebook account, whatever it is. Maybe you should go with LinkedIn this time. Facebook's been sharing that data if you haven't heard. Um, And then go ahead and register with your bank account. I think it's safe. And then you're going to want to go ahead to backslash Altaneve and you can invest for as little as I think it's 10 bucks, 50 bucks, whatever. There's some perks, cool t-shirts and so forth. Uh, I just, I like to see entrepreneurs like David make it. I like to see people rally behind him and give them a shot at it. At least I will say his heart and soul is clearly into this. Oh yeah. Look at the comment section on Republic.co. Yes. He has answered some questions there in detail. He, he writes like his Twitter account must be really hard because he just doesn't, there's not enough characters in the world. To, to, to take David's but look, heat. if I'm investing in a company and I, like I see that. somebody else who who actually ends up, ended up investing in, him. I saw in the, yeah. like the comment section. I was you know because my thing is he you know he's engaged in probably a two hour conversation with this person. You know the back and forth. That person better put more than fifty bucks. In. Right. That's all yeah. I tell you. I was uh, I was like wow. I, I really hope they invested at the end of the end of the you know end of the day. I mean there was you know a couple things stand out. Not unusual. They don't have audited you know financial statements. Yeah. But clearly a mission, a purpose. I, I like it. I like it. You can find out more there. Uh, we'll be back next week. If you want to learn more about Technori, you can go to technori.com, listen to the podcast, watch the videos, come to our events, events.technori.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Technori. Follow me, at Katoon. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure to be here, Scott. Of course. You're listening to WGN Radio AM 720.